Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday's episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, aka Murph, and I do apologize for the rather late podcast, even though it's still Friday and I'm hitting the schedule. But it is releasing later in the day, later in the afternoon, early evening, potentially, whenever it or uploads, I should say. And um, I just want to mention that I did get a new computer. So last night and today I was fiddling with the settings and such. So just had to get myself up to speed with the new computer, get myself uh, settled, comfortable, get all the settings the way I like it. You know, everyone has their own niche and specific settings. That's just what I was doing. So I do apologize for the rather late release of uh, Friday's episode, but I hopefully with this new computer that I have, I'll be able to make better content. I will be able to produce better content. And overall, the production here with Murph's Boston Sports Talk and on the YouTube channel as well will be better, more efficient, and just outright awesome, right? It's going to be quicker, faster, better, stronger, you name it. Friday, it is here. The end of the week, we survived the storms or storm thereof, whatever we want to call it, right? It was such a waste. I mean, we got snow and then it just rained and it was like, what? WTF, right? And this weekend, supposed to get some snow, but not too much. So we'll just have to see where it goes. But anyways, Friday, Super Bowl Friday, here we are, end of the week. And the big game is just two days away, two days away. And I'm so excited. All I want to talk about on this episode is Super Bowl, anything and everything about it. But first, before we jump into Super Bowl discussion and chatter, I do have to mention something that just broke just as I was getting set up and testing my microphone. A huge report out of Los Angeles breaks, and this is going to be our segment of Quick Hits. As I I just stated, I was literally setting up, testing my microphone, getting ready to go for this episode, and this news broke that Trevor Bauer is signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Whoa. So, first of all, he was the 2020 National League Cy Young Award winner with the Cincinnati Reds, having a phenomenal year in the COVID-shortened season. Uh, He really shined. He really outperformed. And he was this... um, he was just straight up dominant. I mean, that's simply how to put it. He was five and four, four losses with the Reds. I mean, what can you expect? With a 1.73 ERA, with a 0.79 WHIP, uh, 100 strikeouts and 17 walks. Absolutely unbelievable. Holding hitters to a 0.159 average against him. That's absolutely absurd. And could he have held this out for the duration of maybe a full 162 game season? I don't know. Then again, he is on the Reds, but he had a phenomenal year last year, and he's only uh, 30 years old, so there's a lot of good um, bullets left in that arm. There's a lot of innings left in that shoulder, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how he pans out with the defending World Series champions, Los Angeles Dodgers. So we've seen we've seen the Padres make massive moves this year for their starting rotation. Now the Dodgers have also made a massive move. However, they didn't have to trade any draft picks or trade any assets in acquiring uh, Trevor Bauer here. So that's a massive move because their 
their minor league system is kept intact for future. The only thing the Dodgers have to give up is basically money when you sign a player in free agency. So, and they got a lot of it. They got tons of spending money, which is you know something that they've been known for, and they've been known to spend said money. I don't know the the terms of the contract. I don't know if it's you know two, three, four, five years. I do know there's oh goodness, excuse my mic, uh, my mouse. I do know that he has two opt outs. Uh, oh, so another breaking news is that it's a three year contract. Um, this literally just broke as I refreshed the page. Um, Trevor Bauer and the Dodgers are signing a three year contract, and there are two opt outs after year one and in year two. So essentially it's a three-year contract but with little mini one-year contracts built into it that's i mean good for him i mean if after one or two years of being there and he just don't like it he can get up and leave and cut ties you know it's weird how mlb are structuring contracts these days with the trade no trade clauses and the opt-outs giving players more freedom with their uh team and their destination whether it's the same place or a different place Having two opt-outs in a three-year contract is very passive for the Dodgers. Very passive. And J.D. Martinez with the Red Sox, he has a five-year contract. He had two opt-outs in it. Makes a little bit more sense. Still kind of passive. And these opt-outs are definitely something that has carried over and transitioned from the NBA, which has been known to have player and team opt-outs. And to see that the MLB has adopted uh player opt-outs or player options let's call them is definitely something that is fascinating interesting uh, a conversation for another day but at the end of the day the Dodgers improved their already good starting rotation and it's already going to give the Padres a more difficult time in contention for the National League West which was already going to be a serious difficult struggle for them even though they made a bunch of moves themselves this past offseason thus far so what i just heard siri i don't i don't know i i apologize about that anyways so that's really the only thing i want to talk about here with quick Word hits fits. i just kind of want to jump into the super bowl but before i do i do have some awesome awesome news on the channel on the podcast i've been using the topic box and let me get it real quick here's my topic box it has all my topics that I want to talk about because this is an unscripted show, so I don't have anything planned besides maybe the quick hits, but those are breaking news um, that we need to highlight, right? I'm going to take the topic box and I'm going to mix it up a little bit so it can be more engaging with the audience, uh, especially for those who are watching on YouTube. Every time I go to pull a topic, I'm going to have a wheel that does it for me. Now, people may be familiar with the website Wheel Decide, like a spinning wheel, and then the word decide, get it? Wheel Decide. I have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of topics on there. Uh, Let me screen record right now so I can actually show you. Okay, so here is the wheel right here. Sorry for my mouse being absolutely obnoxious. I need to get a mouse pad. Here is my wheel, and I have a ton of topics on here. If we scroll down, Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA headlines, Patriots quarterback, 2021 Red Sox, yada, 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 yada. There's a ton in here. And over the course of time, I will definitely remove some 
old topics that don't require any more discussion. However, even if I land on one, I will still keep it in there just so we can still talk about it as more news come up and as time has changed and more information or details come out. So we're not going to use this today, but I just want to give an example where I will click it once and it's going to spin. And today's discussion, if we were doing this, would have been about Tuka Rask. And we would have just had a conversation about Tuka Rask, just as if we were to pull um, a piece of paper out of the topic box. And I can spin this as many times as I want, and it's going to spin, and then it's eventually going to stop. And the NFL quarterback carousel was the next topic. So this is something I'm very excited in doing and in using. It's definitely very, very exciting to be more engaging and interactive with the audience as it just generates more randomness in terms of the topics that we discuss here on the podcast and i'm definitely excited to use this throw more topics into here and i can keep some in there so i'm not throwing away topics that still require uh, discussion even after talking about them so this will definitely be seen probably Monday, Wednesday's episode next week. If there's any topics that you can think of, definitely reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Murphs underscore Boston ST. The ST stands for Sports Talk. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below any topics that you want me to discuss. I'll throw it in the wheel and then hope we can spin on it. That's going to wrap it up with the quick hits segment and the breaking news, well not breaking news, but the um, announcement that I have on the podcast about adding the wheel to our to our podcast, right? So this is definitely going to be something that's going to stick around for a long time where hopefully it, it makes things more engaging. And like I said, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this wheel spin and you'll be able to see what topics may have almost been landed on, what topics were landed on, and what topics what future topics that will be discussed eventually down the road. It's definitely interesting, and I'm definitely going to spin it one more time um, just because it's super fun. 2021 Red Sox season outlook would have been our discussion. Anyways, we're not talking about the Red Sox. We're talking about the Super Bowl, and let's just jump right into it. And to start off, I have to defend myself <clears throat> here by saying I've been getting a lot of heat. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have COVID, I promise. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I've been getting a lot of heat with my quote-unquote two Super Bowl predictions. I just have – I only have two due to the odds of betting against the two scores. I don't condone sports betting and sports gambling here on the podcast, but I do like dollar signs, just as most of us do, and if one of these two scores hit, your boy is going to get a few extra bucks in his pocket, so you can't hate him for that. You can hate him for having two scores, so be it. At the end of this episode... I can give you another one if you want, and we can just put that one on the record instead of the two that I have. I apologize, okay? Listen, can you blame me? I hope not. Speaking of Super Bowl predictions, I do actually have to make a couple calls, which is going to be fun because hopefully people pick up, and I want to get their Super Bowl predictions so I can jot it on this piece of paper and keep track of it. So the first one we're going to call is my fiance um 
she's supposed to be doing schoolwork herself, but let's see if she answers. I don't know if the phone's picking that up. She's upstairs. Hopefully she picks up and doesn't think. I'm stupid for calling. Come on. Answer. She's not gonna answer me. She ain't gonna answer. Hello? Please leave your message. Oh, that was so loud. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, for one. Um, think my mom will pick up? Let's find out. Let's hope my mom picks up. Come on. I don't want to go 0 for 2 right now. I'm not trying to go 0 for 2. If I go 0 for 2, I might just cut this whole segment out and call quits. If she doesn't answer, this is going to be the end of the podcast. Hello? Oh my god. Ugh. Yikes. People just don't want to talk to me. Alright. Let's call. We had a guest on two weeks ago now. Yeah, two weeks ago. Andrew Barassa. I have yet to get his official Super Bowl prediction, so I'm going to give him a ring. And... Oh, I'm calling him FaceTime Audio. Oops. Regular audio? Alright, here we go. Let's see if he answers. Yo. Yo, I'm recording right now. So. What? I'm recording right now. Yeah, what's up? So. I'm at Roadhouse right now. Oh, that's so lit. You getting uh, some rolls? <laughs> what? You getting rolls? Oh, yeah, we've already had like three baskets. That's lit. <laughs> So, I'm okay, you're actually the first person that picked up, and I called Kim and my mom, and they both ignored me. So, I'm really happy you picked up. Otherwise, I was going to have to end this podcast. I'm very uh, depressed. Um, so, I'm calling because I want to get your official Super Bowl prediction, winner and score. I want to keep track of it and see if anyone snipes it. So, I know you're going Kansas City, but I, I want to know the score. Gotta do some uh, math. 37 24. 37 24. Okay. Well, yeah. Awesome. Uh, best of luck and thank you for answering and making me uh, not upset. For sure, man. All right. Have fun. All right, later. See you. All right. At least I have one person that actually will pick up my phone call and likes me. Um, do I give Evan a shot? I know he's working, but he might answer. Let's give him a try. Let's give Evan a call. See if he answers. Watch. Uh, my mom's going to call me in the middle of recording when I'm not expecting it. Yo. Evan Can I take your order? <laughs> Yo, I'm recording right now. and I need your official Super Bowl prediction. You're on speaker, by the way. On speaker? Who else is there? Uh, just me, myself, and I, and everyone else that's listening. Official Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. And Kansas City, 34. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, 24. Okay, so you got a little 10-point game? 
I do. Is that a close ten point game or is that a, a like a garbage ten point game? That's a Chiefs go up early. Okay. And then it kind of stays. I don't know. It's Stays kind of like, like out of reach for a little bit. Tampa Bay makes it interesting for like the second yeah. half, but Kansas City kind of puts it away. Yeah, it gets interesting a little bit. People people throw in some late third quarter bucks plus 10 bets. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like that. Point. Okay. A lot of people throw in those bets like late in the third, like bucks plus seven or something. I yep. think the comeback's coming. Okay. Only to be let down. Only to be let down. Yeah, that was me with the Bills last week when the Bills were down by like 24. I threw a quick one on them. <laughs> <laughs> they made it interesting, but um, okay. I appreciate you answering the phone because some other people I've been trying to call haven't, and um, you're a real one. Of course. All right, man. Anything you want to say for the podcast real quick? Uh, go Chiefs, and if Gross. you have... And listening, uh, give some of the other episodes a listen because they're a blast. Oh, especially episode six, right? Definitely. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. See you. Yeah. All right. Do I give my mom or Kim a call back? I'll give. We'll call him later. We'll call him later. All right. So. I knew that they were both going to pick the Chiefs. I, I definitely knew that. Um, Andrew's a rabid Patrick Mahomes fan. If you listen to episode six, the one that I was referring to when I had both Evan and Andrew on the podcast as uh, the show's first guest, right? They were talking a lot, a lot, a lot about the Chiefs and how um, the Bucks don't stand a chance, how the uh, Chiefs offense is too good, the Chiefs defense is so much better, better that they can handle the Bucks offense yada 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 so I kind of knew that they're going to sway Kansas City um they both had the Bucks scoring 24 points and that's kind of interesting because you know is that going to be a close game is 24 going to be um interesting especially with the Chiefs high-powered offense the Bucks defense going to be able to slow down the um the Chiefs uh, offense to the point where 24 points can be enough to either keep it a close game or even try to push for a late winning score we're just gonna have to see we're absolutely gonna actually now that i look at it joey who i just had on monday's episode also has the bucks going 24 points uh scoring 24 points what is going on why is 24 points right now the bucks threshold meanwhile in my two predictions two logical financial predictions let's keep in mind I have them scoring 34 and 35 points. What am I missing? Am I missing something? If I'm missing something, please tell me. Tweet at me. DM me something. At Murphs underscore Boston ST. What am I missing? Uh, Evan just texted me. Love the phone call for the pod. Oh, so sweet. So, so sweet. Uh, <laughs> I swear, if I call somebody else and they tell me 24 points for the box, I might lose my mind and go bet that. Um, again, I don't condone sports betting or sports gambling. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. That's all I'm going to say it as. So goodness, I'm actually a little bamboozled that they both picked 24 and then Joey did 24 Monday. 
three touchdowns and a field goal, is that going to be enough? Is that all they need? Or the Chiefs just going to make it to the point where 24 points just doesn't matter to them? Absolutely possible. Absolutely probable. Will it happen? Potentially. Do I hope so? No, because I personally have the Bucks winning. I just think that the Bucks offense, which I've been saying for the past two weeks, can keep up with the Chiefs offense, just not as explosive. Defense, on the other hand, so much better than the Chiefs defense. The Bucks have a dominant, probably the best front seven and the best pass rush that there is in the league period, not just the playoffs, but the league period with the Chiefs zero run game and the Chiefs banged up offensive line, I think it's going to be tough for Patrick Mahomes to actually be able to go through reads, find the open receiver that's not on a quick route, right? It's just, if they can wreak havoc early, that could get under Mahomes' skin, maybe get under the offensive line skin where they lose a little confidence in themselves. Mahomes uh, makes an ugly decision, throws a pick, a bad pick even, and now the Chiefs are down by 10 points which is obviously nothing to them. They prefer being down 10 points. If we look back at almost every playoff game they've been since Mahomes has been the starter, being down 10 points, they still come back to take a lead and win, right? Except uh, that 2019 AFC championship game with Brady and the Pats. So 10-point lead is obviously not enough. Not even a 14-point lead is not enough. What kind of lead will it take for the Bucks to get for them to feel safe? Can they get to that point? And I think they won't. I don't think there's any lead that's safe for the Bucks. It's just how it is. It's going to come down to the end of the fourth quarter if they're going to win. It will come down to the end of the fourth quarter. The Bucks defense will have to make a play or Mahomes will have to make a mistake. And honestly, I trust the defense to make the play rather than Mahomes making the mistake because he doesn't make a lot of them. He really doesn't. He's a very proficient, efficient an effective passer. He can scramble. He can extend plays. He can run for first downs. He can run a little bit for a touchdown. But the Bucks defense has to stop that, especially if they can eliminate the Chiefs' running game with Edwards Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, Williams even. If they can just neutralize them because that line is weak, you're going to have to force Mahomes to make extra plays or roll out, extend these plays, which is going to put him at jeopardy because he's rolling out. He could take a big hit, get tackled awkwardly, slide funny. Who knows? That's also going to make a make the receivers have to you know scramble on their routes to make a play. And the Chiefs' offense can really get open really fast and really good. Kelsey, Hill, Mecole Hardman, they can do it. The secondary for the Bucks is going to have to keep up, and I don't know if they can. If they make the appropriate adjustments and they have the right matchups, could they keep up and slow them down? Absolutely. But the key word there is slow them down because there's no shot that they're going to stop the Chiefs' passing attack. Zero shot. And I'll be so surprised that if Mahomes is under, is held under 300 passing yards. He had like 220 or so uh, last year's Super Bowl and still got MVP. The 49ers did a very, very good job at slowing the Chiefs down. But come the fourth quarter, Mahomes just lit it up and, you know, had probably the best quarter of his professional life, maybe his football career period, and coming back from a 10-point deficit against a very, very good 49ers team who had an incredible defense. So he was able to pick them apart 
And that's no knock against the uh, 49ers, but that's something that the Bucks need to be wary of. And if they get any kind of lead, 3, 4, 10, 14, whatever, they have to be careful with that lead and they can't blow it because if they blow it, the Chiefs score in bunches, and that's you know kind of how they do it. They'll get one touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Next thing you know, it's 21-0, and the game's pretty much over because it's going to be so hard to come back from that if you're the opposing team. And if the Bucks can kind of keep it you know, one possession, maybe two possessions, whether they're winning or losing, then they're in the game and they have a shot, especially with Tom Brady under center, which is probably the biggest thing that the Bucks offense He's going to have to rely on. We can look at just about the entirety of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, team. And not a lot of them have playoff experience. I mean, if you're a career Bucks player, you have zero playoff experience. Uh, Brady obviously has tons of it. Leonard Fournette has one season of it with the Jaguars. Gronk obviously has a ton of it. Ndamukong Sue, he has a little bit of playoff experience with the Rams two years ago. Jason Pierre-Paul with the Giants when they won the Super Bowl. Beating the Patriots, hate to say it, but it is what it is. He's got some playoff experience. That's really all I can think of off the top of my head really quickly. Uh, Mike Evans, no. Godwin, no. Scotty Miller, no. Uh, yeah, uh, Rojo, no. So it's going to come down to, you know, I don't want to say it's going to come down to, but the players with the Super Bowl, or at least just playoff experience, just call it playoff experience in general, is going to really help drive that team into motivation, confidence, climbing uphill battles if they get down early or if they're down late, you know, relying on those who've been there, done it, or at least have been there to some degree is going to be massive because the Chiefs on the other side, most of that team was just there last year. They were down 10. They still won. So they got tons of experience over there. They got tons of it. And if the Chiefs win this year, they're going to have even more experience being two-time winning Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowl champions, making them even tougher next year and tougher for years to come because once you can accumulate that playoff energy, that playoff vibe, that playoff experience, it's hard to slow down. Look at the Patriots. In the early 2000s, they went three for four in the Super Bowl. Most recently, they went three for six. Excuse me, that's three for five where they went to the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They lost and they went to the AFC title game against the Broncos. They lost. So that's two losses, won the other three. So three out of five, excuse me. But that playoff experience is massive for moving forward. I mean, look at the Spurs in the NBA. They were in the playoffs every year for like 20 years. I mean, Manu... Tony Parker, Timmy Duncan, you know, when they had Kawhi Leonard early, that stuff means a lot because you know how to take care of yourself, you know the flow of the game, you know how to play when you're up, you know how to play when you're down, when teams are playing better than you, you know the ins and outs, when they're playing worse than you, you don't get cocky, it's just, just like with any sport, you're always a student of the game, and right now, the Bucks team, for the majority of them, this is uncharted territories. Uh, I forget who it was. I know Levante David said this on on an interview podcast or something where there was somebody, I don't know if it was him or not, but there was someone in the locker room celebrating the NFC championship win in the trophy and all that. And rightfully so, right? That could be your first season. It could be 
your first big win in your career or whatever, made a big play to help. I don't know who it was that was celebrating. I don't think it was Levante David. But then here comes Brady. You know, Levante David is telling the story, and here comes Brady saying, why are you celebrating? The job's not done. That's the type of mentality and mindset that the Bucks need to hear because for a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in since 2002-2003, let alone win the Super Bowl, I mean, that was the last time they were in the playoffs when they won the Super Bowl back in 2003, the 2002 season. So it's been a long time. No one's on the roster anymore. I mean, probably no one that was drafted before 2010 is on the roster now from, you know, that's just, I'm trying to explain how long it's been, right? Brady's the only active player that has been around that long. And it's been 17, 18, 19 years, right? Depending on when you want to start counting. So having a player like Brady or someone that's been around like Brady, someone that has the playoff experience like Brady, not saying to have your own Tom Brady, but I'm just saying have a veteran who's been there, who's done that, knows how to play. I mean, the Chiefs are starting to get to that point. So, you know, maybe next year or the year after when they're down by 10, 14, 17 points or whatever, they kind of know, okay, it's the early third quarter. We got tons of time. There's no need to rush. It's one play at a time. That's the type of mindset that you need to have as an experienced playoff football team. Because if there's a team that's down 17 points early in the third with no playoff experience, then they're probably just going to look to snap the ball, throw the ball, hurry up, and, you know, that's when things get dicey. So playoff experience is massive in this game because the Chiefs have a whole lot of it and the Buccaneers don't outside of Tom Brady. Okay, that was a big tangent that I just went on. What about this year's Super Bowl commercials? Are we looking forward to that? Like, <clears throat> I remember, I think it was the, it was, I think it was the Super Bowl that Pats and the Eagles a couple of years ago where the commercials kind of sucked. And then they were good, the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. I don't remember how they were last year. I think they were good last year too. Or it could have been the Rams Super Bowl that, that kind of had some, uh, Bummer commercials. I, I don't remember. But anyways, Super Bowl commercials. I'm actually, I am excited for them. Like, these are so awesome to watch every year because these typical everyday name brand companies, uh, M&M's, Pepsi, Budweiser, Coke, um, Doritos, they always, you, you see them all the time at the store. People are always eating them or drinking them. You just don't think nothing of it. But these are the types of companies that come out with absolute banger commercials you might get a, a a movie trailer you know you know world premiere trailer during the super bowl and all this is awesome because i don't know about you but me during commercials of you know could be a playoff game regular season game it don't matter you know, i'm kind of checked out you know i'll watch something on my phone or i'll twiddle on twitter go to the bathroom grab food whatever when i was in school do some schoolwork. but when it comes time for the super bowl I'm definitely watching the commercials because the commercials are awesome. I mean, there's been countless times where Budweiser, M&M's, Coke, Pepsi, all the brands that I named before, Doritos, they come out with awesome commercials. I think last year, uh, Lil Nas X uh, came out with a commercial with Doritos uh, to uh, promote his song, uh, Old Town Road. And it was awesome. It was like him dancing with the Doritos and another cowboy. Like, 
just stuff you don't think of. And when you see it, it's like, whoa, that's so cool because it's like, you know, you're into it. And the next thing you know, the game's back on. So just if the commercials are good, obviously they cost millions of dollars to get 30 seconds of airtime for a Super Bowl. But I wish I remember what year was they were bad and they were just like, oh, really? That's it? Because by the time you get to like probably mid-third quarter, they're probably, you know, just regular commercials at that point or all the good ones have been used already or aired already. So that first half is really where they come into play. And I'm definitely interested to see it. And definitely let me know which commercial or brand for a commercial you're looking forward to the most. Me, it's Doritos. I think they come out with awesome commercials every year come Super Bowl time. And they're always interesting. They're always awesome. And always wants me to grab a bag of Doritos to pound away. What about you? Let me know. Tweet at me at Murphs underscore Boston ST. Or you can um, DM me. Same handle. Murphs at Murphs underscore Boston ST. Excuse me. Twitter, Instagram, same handle. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Maybe you're a Budweiser guy or a Bud Light guy. I know Coors Light, they come out with some good commercials too. So there's so much to look forward to with the exception of the game. It really is. And I kind of want to like spend the rest of this episode just kind of hanging out and just kind of just taking it all in, right? Because the Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event of the year, period, World Series, Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, they're all inferior to the Super Bowl. And I hate saying that because I love all four sports. If it's game seven of the other three sports of the you know finals or the championship, whatever sport, it's so riveting. Whether your team's in it or not. I mean, you, you have a team that you like more than the other or a player you really like and follow. So you're going to root for that player's team or that team period. And you just get really involved. Maybe you like a uh, team A and your buddy or whoever likes team B. And now you guys are riveting and like going back and forth. Whether it's just one game or throughout the whole series, you can you can have that. But with the Super Bowl, it's just one game. One game only. With the other sports, it's a best of seven. You can lose one. You'll win one. Now it's a best of five. Make a bad play here. Go get them on the next one. You You lose a couple in a row, but you can come back around and win the next few. Just because you lose one, the series isn't over. But with the Super Bowl, though, it's completely different because you have to win that game. It's a best of one. There's no tomorrow. And everyone is throwing everything on the line. Everything. Trick plays, injured players playing. The coaches are going all in. Sorry, that was my cord hitting the, the mic. The coaches are going in, studying, watching, trying to make adjustments like their life depends on it. Players are given a thousand percent to get the extra yard or the touchdown or the stop, whatever it is. And that stuff is so, so juicy to watch. And like last year's Super Bowl, I had no rooting interest because I could care less really who won, whether it was the 49ers or the Chiefs. I picked the 49ers to win solely because they had Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback and Jimmy G was a fan favorite here in New England. So yeah, I guess I had a little rooting interest, but ultimately I could care less who won. And it was a great game. The back and forth, the 49ers go up early, and then the Chiefs kind of just take over, right? This game now is different, though. This game is completely different. Brady's on the other side. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the game, but I just want to kind of talk about it really quickly. Brady's playing against Mahomes, master versus apprentice. 
the the goat versus the the lamb or whatever or you know big goat versus little goat passing the torch off or trying to hold him off one more year whatever that's so riveting and juicy as a topic as a news headline this game is massive for whoever wins and whoever loses Tom Brady handing the torch off to Mahomes if he wins Brady proven he's still the goat shoves it down New England's throat with him winning it's going to be so interesting what does this do for Patrick Mahomes' legacy if he loses right go once uh two Super Bowls one win one MVP uh, one Super Bowl MVP as well Brady seven-time winner and proving it again 43 years old different team doesn't matter same result there's just so much going on last year there was no headlines this year there's so many and it's so oh it's so good to to just enjoy as a sports fan especially since the patriots aren't in it now i hope i don't get flamed for that but if the patriots were in it there'd be just so much pressure and stress and tension to go out and win because obviously my team i want them to win and if you're listening, I'm assuming that the Patriots are also your team and you want them to win. Now, you could say that Brady is an extension of, quote-unquote, your team. So whether it's the Bucks or there was rumors of him going to the, the Raiders or the Dolphins or the Colts even for a little bit, whatever team he was on, Brady is an extension of your, quote-unquote, team. So that's who you would be kind of rooting for, right? Yes, yes, but also, like... If the Bucks and Brady lose this game, is it the end of the world? No, but it kind of feels like it is, right? Because he's going against Patrick Mahomes. If he wasn't going against Mahomes, say he was going against Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield or whatever, there's no passing of the torch to either of them. No disrespect to Allen or uh, Baker Mayfield, but he's going against Patrick Mahomes, who is probably the biggest threat to Brady's quote-unquote throne quote-unquote goat status so this kind of means a lot to him and a lot to his legacy let alone Patrick Mahomes's legacy so when we talk about your team in the playoffs where Brady was a big part of your team's success arguably most of your team's success then him in the Super Bowl like I said is an extension of rooting for your team and that's at least how I feel about it could be could be a reason why I'm uh, rooting for the Bucks. I really do think that they can win this game outside of, you know, loving Tom Brady and all that. But there's just so much on the line, so much news and topics and discussions to be had leading up to the big game for whether Tom Brady wins or whether Patrick Mahomes wins and whoever else, uh, whoever's on the losing side of that. There's just so much to talk about there, and that really, really makes it super interesting. Is it the same for you, or am I just kind of, you know, making a big deal about it? I mean, definitely let me know with a tweet, a message, comment on YouTube, whatever, because I know I'm not the only one that thinks like this. And I know uh, you definitely probably have a similar feeling or at least have a thought about what I had to say, and I'd love to hear it for sure. But... Yeah, this is super important game for Tom Brady. Not so much Patrick Mahomes because he has so much of his career yet ahead of him. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's getting close to the end of the line, and we've been saying this for like six, seven, eight years now. But, man, if Brady loses this, it's going to be tough. Six Super Bowl wins, four losses, 
one of them to Patrick Mahomes. Torches passed. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. And hopefully that it can go in his favor, obviously, because I'm a Brady fan. I'm a Patriots fan. And even though Brady's not on the team, Brady's still an extension of, quote-unquote, my team. And I hear my dog running upstairs, so I kind of want to give Kim a call to maybe see if she can give me her prediction. Let's see. Let's find out. She's going to be so upset if she answers. Like, why? Why are you calling? She ain't going to answer me again. She's straight up curving me. This is pain. This is called pain. Your own fiance. Not answering. <sighs> ring, ring, ring. Answer the phone. Oh. <sighs> okay, whatever. I'll have to get her thing later on. Whatever. So, before we kind of wrap things up here, I do have a couple things I want to say. One, definitely... I can't even say the damn word. Definitely be looking out on my Twitter because I'm going to be uploading a ton of polls. And I definitely want some engagement from that because I want to see what you guys are thinking or feeling about Sunday's big game. I already have one up there right now. Super simple poll that I posted earlier today. Who's going to win Super Bowl 55? Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Haven't checked the results of that yet. Hopefully there's a ton of engagement there. Kind of simple. Over the course of the rest of the today and leading up to Sunday, I'm definitely going to have uh, a bunch more up there asking the most randomest things. You know, who do you think will win MVP? Uh, who's going to score the first touchdown? Yada, yada, yada. I'll come up with them and then I'll throw them out there. Just want to see what you guys are thinking. And then maybe on uh, Monday's episode, we can go over the results and to see where we right, where we wrong. What, what was the, you know, what was the community community feeling, right? definitely want to hear your thoughts about that i mean i feel like this is probably the biggest game for sports that we're going to have in a long time because hockey and basketball are still kind of early into their season their playoffs not until the summer baseball hasn't even started yet and there's uh, world series not even until the wind fall excuse me in like october so this is really all we got in terms of championship football for a long time so I want to try to really milk it and drag as much out as I can because after the Super Bowl, for football at least, we have the draft, free agency, and then training camp before we get the next championship or even playoffs, period, right? So definitely excited to see what you all have to say about it. Definitely interested to see what the community thinks about Sunday's big game. And then I do have a couple Super Bowl facts that I kind of want to share before we skedaddle. Uh, average cost of a Super Bowl ticket past five years was $5,500. This year, it is $8,600. Increase of 30% from 2020. Uh, I know we talked about Super Bowl ads earlier, and I wish I kind of read this before jumping into uh, talking about the ads and all that, but this is the first time in 37 years that Budweiser won't air an ad during the Super Bowl. Joining Coca-Cola, Hyundai, and Pepsi. You know, those are three companies Budweiser, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi that I talked about looking forward to their commercials because they're awesome. So definitely be interested to see 
what companies kind of sneak into that spot or try to take the limelight, right? Why aren't they airing ads? I mean, a lot of people drink, you know, beer and soda. I would understand them having an ad in there. People may not be buying cars nowadays given the pandemic, so I can understand that. But still, I mean, if Ford and Chevy throw one in there, Hyundai is doing a disservice to themselves for not attempting to, you know, throw their hat in the ring. Uh, let's see. This is a good one. I like this one right here. So the Bucks and the Chiefs have previously met 13 times before, before tomorrow uh, Sunday's big game. For 13 times, you can't get any more even than this, where the Bucks have won seven of the previous 13 matches, while the Chiefs have only won six. I mean, so it truly is a toss-up in terms of overall team history if we're looking at past matchups with the Bucks winning seven and the Chiefs only winning six. Um, 18 years since the last Super Bowl appearance for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was Super Bowl 37, where they beat the Oakland Raiders. Uh, it's also the last time they were in the playoffs. Uh any other fun facts? I don't see any. There's going to be 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers um, that will be admitted for free. They've all been pre-chosen, uh, and they're going to be flown down there, and they're going to be able to watch the game at, in Tampa Bay for free, which is well, well, and beyond deserving for those 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers. Um, absolutely awesome work throw COVID-19 and that is well deserving for them to be a part of Sunday's festivities while attending the game. You know, hopefully more vaccinated healthcare workers can get free um, sporting events, whether it's just, you know, regular season game or a playoff game down the line. But even after COVID-19, healthcare workers from COVID-19 that worked during the pandemic definitely need to be recognized and highlighted a lot more during and like I said after COVID-19 as well so to those 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers and all the other healthcare workers out there as well keep up the good work and without you guys nothing's happening here's Kim calling me hello I, I'm recording right now hello hi uh, uh, you called I so. did I did yes I been making my rounds with a few phone calls I want to get your official Super Bowl prediction, team winning, and score. Oh, this is tough. Give me the score first. The score. Um, I'm going to say. It's tough, isn't it? It's very tough. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. I'm going to be it's like 34 to 28. 34 28. And who's getting the 34 and the Super Bowl win? I'm going to go Bucks. Ooh, okay. First Buccaneers prediction other than myself. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was saying, because I called you and then I called my mom and you both didn't answer. And I was like, oh, no one loves me. So, yeah. Oh, you should feel bad. But um, I'm sorry. thank you so much for answering. And I guess I'll be upstairs soon. You got it. All right. So that was her prediction. Um, good to have someone else on my side with picking the Buccaneers. So she's going 34-28 in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, good that the Bucs aren't scoring 24 points because like I said earlier, if another person was to pick the Bucs scoring 24 points, 
I would lose my mind, right? <laughs> uh, quick, last fact. Uh, Sarah Thomas is going to be the first female to uh, referee a Super Bowl game. Uh, also well-deserving in terms of equal rights for both male and females. Um, definitely awesome to see women involved in sports, not only football, basketball, fo- um, hockey, baseball as well. Well-deserving. I think Sarah Thomas has been... Don't quote me on this, but I think the longest tenured female referee there is in football, I think she was like the first one too. So regardless of her her tenure with refereeing football, um, at least on the NFL level, well-deserving to have her and a woman finally being a referee, part of the officiating crew for the Super Bowl. Um, those are the quick facts that I have for Super Bowl 55. Um, before I do go, I do have one more quick little announcement. And that is Sunday. I'm going to be dropping an episode on the podcast. I know, I know, I don't, I don't, you know, record and air on Sundays. It's only Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I figured I would try to get an episode in before the big game. Probably a short one just to go over some final, you know, news or details about the game. To just kind of talk about it one more time before we have to talk about it after it's played. So this is going to be a really good opportunity just to squeeze a little bit more in there as we're winding down um, our last, you know, 48 or so hours, 40, 50 hours from the big game. So definitely expect an episode to drop on Sunday before the game. Hopefully you'll be able to listen to it. If not, it's going to be there for you to listen to it after the game just to kind of see what nonsense I have to say before the game actually happened with you knowing the result and you'll be able to shove it into my face like, oh, Murph, you got it wrong. Okay, yes, some of my takes have been wrong, but predominantly I would like to toot my own horn and say that I'm kind of right with some things, but we're definitely going to have to see after Sunday's game. But big news drop, I'm definitely going to be dropping a podcast on Sunday, this Sunday only, obviously because it is Super Bowl Sunday, where Super Bowl 55 will be played later that day. With all that being said, I covered so much stuff about the Super Bowl, and I'm so happy you were able to listen to this whole podcast, this whole episode of me just talking to you and making a couple phone calls, which was kind of fun. Definitely want to try to incorporate more um, more people's thoughts mid-episode, just kind of, you know, off the, off the rip. Really appreciate you listening and hanging in there for the duration of this podcast. You know, I, I appreciate everyone listening, everybody downloading. It means so much to me. All the engagement and the discussions that I'm getting from you and the community, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's been awesome. And I'm super, super thankful and I'm super, super grateful. With that being said, I'm so excited for Sunday's episodes, Sunday special, we can call it, right? And I'm super excited for Super Bowl 55. There's so many S's I just said. Super excited for Super Bowl 55 on Super Bowl Sunday with the Murphs Boston Sports Talk Super Bowl special. I tried to make that like an alliteration of sorts just to have some fun and show you my creative uh, writing or poetic skills per se. But anyways, I don't want to make this any longer than it has to be. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for downloading. Reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Murphs underscore Boston ST. 
you can DM me, you can tweet at me. If you're watching on YouTube, if you haven't already, please like the video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe if you're new and haven't. Comment down below your thoughts, opinions about anything and everything we talked about, whether it was the Trevor Bauer signing, the Super Bowl commercials, the facts I said. If you have a fact of your own, definitely comment down below. Tweet at me, DM me. I would love to hear it. And until Sunday, this is new, right? Until Sunday... See ya. Before we head to the outro, I do have to interject here and say one last thing. So while I was recording, the information and the details for Trevor Bauer's contract did release. So I want to go over that really, really quickly before we end this episode, just so I can make sure I give you all the information that is available to me so I can give to you. And just so I don't make this episode any longer, here is the details for Trevor Bauer's three-year contract. It is worth $102 million, where he would make $40 million in 2021 and $45 million in 2022, where he has an opt-out after the first and the second year. Holy smokes, that's $85 million in just two years. Oh my goodness. I mean, he played phenomenal. He pitched excellent for the Cincinnati Reds. But $102 million for a three-year contract? Oh my goodness. But, yeah. Enjoy the outro. I'll see you guys on Sunday.